Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pick up 40 chicken McNuggets and tangy Cajun sauce at Macca's drive-thru today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Welcome everyone, great to have your company on a Thursday night on the Macca's Run. John Donahoe is my name and it's a pleasure to be bringing you, well, the day that was in sport. And the footy's back. Who would have thought after all this time, 150 odd days since Geelong hoisted the cup and we are back. And well, their reserves are now belting Hawthorne. We've got all the practice match stuff that you'll need throughout the next couple of hours. And you can give us a call as well, one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Your move, your heart, Harcourts. And then you can also join us on the temper text, 0433-98-1116. Consumer, consumer's choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Conforms to the exact shape of your body. Plenty of sport going on. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit of a lull, but we finally have footy back. Albeit in the form of practice matches, you get to see your young players and your future generations go through their paces. And Geelong and Hawthorne playing, well, what seems to be an endless game at GMHBA Stadium, 24-18-162. Currently the Cats, 9-15-69. It's fair to say the reserves for both sides are in. A few VFL players uh, having a runaround for the Hawks and for the Cats as well. Uh, We'll give you Gold Coast and Essendon's result from a little bit earlier as well, uh, but we got a big stacked show tonight. Matt Short, Victorian star, he is going to jump on the line and join us. 119, his first Sheffield Shield century. And I want to ask him how he feels about missing out on the ODI squad that's been named today. We'll give you that in just a moment. And he's not in that squad heading to India. He's made 298 runs in uh, short-form cricket this year for Victoria. And obviously, 300-plus uh, runs for the Vicks in Sheffield Shield cricket as well. So 0433-98-1116, Your thought, thoughts on that? The ODI squad, which, well, I guess they'll go there after. It's, the, it's much the same, to be fair. Uh, they'll go there after this test series is done and dusted. A few familiar names. And, and I want to I delve deeper into that a little bit later. We're going to speak to uh, Bryce McGain one of our favourites here, and one of my favourites who I worked a little bit with on Big Bash Nation. We'll speak to him about all of that in the ODI squad and the third test coming up on Wednesday, and you'll miss none of it right here on SEN Cricket. Uh, your topic, our topic for tonight, it's a very simple one. It's a fun one, and I just want you to get involved. What are your key questions ahead of 2023 for your team and for the AFL? What do you want to know? What do you want... What do you hope? Your hopes and dreams, I guess, for your team. 0433-98-1116 on the temper text, one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. Jump on 
and tell us what you think. I've got a couple written down here. I might start the ball rolling uh, to get us going on a Thursday night. Can anyone beat Geelong and Brisbane this season? Geelong, well, they just keep on getting better. And I watched the first two or three quarters of their eight-period practice match at GMHBA Stadium today, and they looked as fit, as strong, and as good as ever. It's fair to say the Cats down there at GMHBA, they are going to be a force once again. They've got some really good young players. Jack Bowes may well have just walked himself into a round one selection. Michael Barlow, he's down there. He's going to join us a little bit later on as well. So can anyone beat Brisbane and Geelong this season? We know that Brisbane have started to really, well, I mean, they've stumbled in the last couple of years, it's fair to say, at the last hurdle. They've loaded up this year. Jack Gunston, he's going to have a huge impact on proceedings this year again, as is Josh Dunkley, who, well, I mean, what do you say about Josh Dunkley? He's a ball-winning machine. And I just want to see if the Lions can basically put their money where their mouth is this year because I reckon they're going to be a hard team to beat. Will Ashcroft comes in as well, Jasper Fletcher. They've got Connor McKenna, who's going to provide a bit of dash. Dara Joyce came across from the Saints as well. They are fully stocked, and they'll have a new captain this season as well. I mentioned Jack Gunston a little bit earlier, Chris Fagan is full of praise for Jack Gunson. Here's what he had to say on SEM Breakfast this morning. Yeah, I've obviously had a lot to do with Jack in my time at Hawthorne. Um, thought he was probably the, the, one, of the, one of the smartest, if not the smartest forward I've ever ever had anything to do with. So, um, no, and he's got great knowledge of the game. He's got a capacity to coach out on the field. So uh, we've seen that uh, clearly so far this pre-season. He's in pretty good form. He's been able to do the majority of the pre-season, which has been unusual for him over the last few years. Um, you know, every time he plays, most of the time when Jack touches the ball, he either kicks a goal or it ends up in a goal to us. So, so, so far, so good. But his impact on the club and our, particularly our forward line, I think will be really positive. Chris Fagan, full of praise there for Jack Gunson, who joins the Brisbane Lions after such a successful period at the Hawks for, well, many years, and he's won all those premierships as well. one 736 736 Your thoughts, what are your big burning questions ahead of a massive AFL season or in the world of cricket as well? Anything you want to throw out there? 0499, uh, 0433 98 North is on the line. G'day, Summit. G'day, mate. How you doing? Going well, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Well, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, just in answer to your question um, regarding who do you think the best AFL team is going to be or, you know, the main contenders uh, for winning the premiership, um, I think I'll, I'll probably agree with you that Geelong and Brisbane, they've probably got the best team on paper. Mm. But as we've seen, um, you know, over the years, um, it's the team that stays healthy over the year and don't lose too many of their stars. Uh, definitely the top five to six players to injury. Um, I mean, Geelong did really well last year by resting uh, their key players as well because they had that luxury because obviously, you know, rather than putting 22 on the park, they could have probably done, you know, 30 on the park. Sorry, I mean, put 22 using almost 30 players uh, and not everyone, every other team had the same luxury as Geelong did. Um I mean, I'm a Carlton supporter, I reckon, you know, Carlton started really, really well last year as well, but due to injuries, they, 
you know, fall out of uh, the top eight. Um, but yeah, same thing applies for every every other team as well. But I would say, you know, I'll probably give a smoky to Collingwood. You know, Collingwood's recruited really well, and looks like you know if they stay healthy, you know, they can uh, they can probably win the premiership as well in 2023. You know, being a Carlton supporter, I hate to say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was also that was another one of my burning questions. Can Collingwood, I guess, back up what they did last year, where no one really expected them to get to a prelim and they were within a whisker of beating the Swans, if not for a diving effort at the end? Uh, I, I don't mind it. I think Collingwood are going to be thereabouts. I know for a fact they're well coached. I, I sat down with um, with Fly McRae a couple of weeks ago at a, at a sporty at a function at the cricket club I play at, and he is a he is a fantastic operator. He is a really really good person, a good people person, and you can just see he cares. You can see that he's very methodical with how he goes about his process. And I, I'm with you, Sumit. I, I think that they are going to have a really good year again, Collingwood, and I think uh, we're in for a six. Uh, they're in for a, a period of sustained success for sure. Very well said. Ben, can I ask you a quick question regarding the cricket, the ODI team that Australia selected for the for the cricket itself? I, I don't know which what team has been selected and which players are okay. flying in. And, and do you have any information on the team uh, for the third and the fourth test? Is who's going from Australia to replace the, the players who have come back? Hmm. Well, it's a, it's a great question, Summit. I'm always happy to chat a little bit of cricket. I'll give you the squad in just a moment. But uh, from what we've seen, we know that David Warner, Josh Hazelwood and Ashton Agar have all flown home. There's a little murmuring going on. hasn't been confirmed yet. But after making 175 not out today, Cam Bancroft could be on the next plane. Once that game is done, uh, could be on the next plane over to India. Whether he gets the start or not, Travis Head, I think in the in the short term, is going to take up that opening spot left by David Warner alongside Usman Khawaja. But uh, there's got to be a little temptation there for the selectors to play Cam Bancroft now. And we haven't confirmed that he's going over, but there is some talk out west uh, that he might be flying out to India the uh, the next possible uh, chance. And obviously it puts him in really good stead for the Ashes coming up in June, July as well. So, hey, very quickly, before we get to Johnny on the road, uh, that ODI squad for the three ODIs. The first ODI is on March 17th. Uh, the two, remaining two are the 19th and the 22nd of March. Pat Cummins is Captain Sean Abbott. Ashton Agar going to go back over to India. Alex Carey, Cam Green, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, uh, Marnus Labashane, Mitchell Marsh is back in the squad. And Glenn Maxwell, great to see him back in the squad as well. He's going to have an impact in the one-day format. Jai Richardson returns to the squad as well. Steve Smith's going to stay over there. Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner and Adam Zampa. What do you think of that, Summit? Oh, that's a pretty good team. I reckon... One day internationals, um, Australia is going to be hard to beat, and that's a very good squad, I would say. Very, very good squad. Yeah, I don't know. I think we differ on opinion there, and I appreciate your call, Sumer. We're going to keep going. We'll get to Johnny on the road, but I think it's a very same, same squad. They keep rolling out the same people. We know that, and we're going to speak to him later, and I want to ask him about it, but Matt Short is flying in, in the shortest formats of the game. I want to see if, if they have, in fact given him uh, an idea why he's not been picked in that uh, in that squad. Uh, great to see Josh Inglis there, who's going to be back up for Alex Carey, but it's a very same squad, and, and it's the same people bobbing up every time, which is good. We, we want the success in that format of the game. However, 
It might be time to just start weaving through the next generation. Give Mitchell Stark a rest. Give Steve Smith a rest. Uh, they have a big schedule, obviously, in the India series. And then they've got the Ashes in the middle of the year as well. And, uh, you know, guys like Ashton Turner as well, who's been massive in India for Australia over recent years, could uh, could be uh, a handful on Indian soil. Thanks for your call, Summit. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Johnny's on the road. He wants to have a chat about Collingwood. G'day, John. Yeah, go, thank you. Um, yeah, look, just in relation to um, the off-season recruiting, I mean, you, as a supporter, you can only sort of make an assessment independently on your club. If I look at my my club, uh, Collingwood, I, I think they're certainly a better list than they were last year. Um, the four guys that have come in, I reckon, if they're available, will play round one. And apart from adding depth, I think it's also changed the um, the dynamics of what they can do with the list. I mean, if you if you're if you're starting Penelope, Dacos, Dagoe, Calder Adams, and mm. yeah, you're you're actually yeah, it's a pretty formidable midfield. And then you're able to do a lot of um, rotations between the forwards and the midfielders. But they already had a pretty good backline. I mean, their backline was, uh, and they were without Darcy Moore for part of it. Um, they were without Taylor Adams for part of it last year. So. I expect the improvement to come um, from actually all over the place. If their defence was good last year, it's going to be better. Mm. Um, and one area they'll make a massive improvement, I think, will be the midfield. Um, uh, Tom Mitchell will make a huge difference. And uh, they've got a lot more flexibility in the forward line as well. So I reckon they've certainly improved. The only problem, of course, a lot of other teams have also improved. They have. They have. They've added some very handy players, Collingwood Mitchell and... Dan McStay, among others, uh, they're going to they're going to be strong across every line. We know how good their defence is. Darcy Moore and Braden Maynard, and uh, among others as well, Jeremy Howe. So uh, Collingwood, I'm I'm quite bullish on Collingwood. Uh, uh, you know, not many people would normally say that. I'm very bullish on Collingwood this season. So I reckon they're going to have uh, another nice year. And I reckon Summit was on the money a little bit earlier. He said there might be a little smoky. For the flag. one 736 on the Harcourts open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, your move, your Harcourts. And on the Temper Tech, 0433-981116. Consumers Choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Andrew off the text very quickly before we get to a quick break, and we'll uh, we'll have a listen to Alex Pierce, who spoke for the first time on since being named the Fremantle captain on the other side of the break. But Andrew said, how can a team that wins a premiership get pick seven for nothing, pick seven for nothing with a player that's just 100% wrong? Well, Andrew, I, I see it as pretty good list management. Andrew Mackey and the team down there at Geelong, I think they've... Uh, well, pull the wool over a few people's eyes there. They just they were in the right place at the right time and they were a, a good fit for Jack Bowes. So who knows? But uh, we'll wait and see. He played a brilliant game today. I'll see if we can grab his numbers and, and see how he's gone in this game. 24-21-165, We've got two periods still to go down there at GMHBA Stadium. And Ronnie saying, JD, how are your Saints going to go this year? Are you expecting finals? Consistency is all I ask, Ronnie, and uh, hopefully they can uh, they can play a better brand of footy under Ross Lyons. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It's the Macca's run.
Welcome back to the Macca's Run. Great to have your company on the program. Keep your calls coming, one 736 736 If you are just joining us, the news fresh out of the West earlier today, Alex Pierce named the 10th captain of the Fremantle Dockers, taking over from Nat Fife, who uh, handed in the captaincy a couple of weeks ago. Andrew Brayshaw is his vice-captain. Caleb Sarong also in the leadership group as well. Let's take a listen to... Fremantle coach Justin Longmuir announcing it, and then the new captain himself talking to his charges for the first time. The structure we've gone with is a structure of um, a captain and two vice captains, and then there will be three other people um, supporting those guys in the leadership group. We think it's a leadership group that has got great diversity um, of age, of role, of character, of thought. Uh, We think it will work really well together. So without further ado, I'd like to announce our new captain, our 10th captain, is Alex Pearce. Yeah, it is relatively brief, but obviously um, I stand here and it's a, a huge honour um, to have the respect of everyone in this room and um, to know you think highly of me and these people here as well. Thought a little bit, a little bit about what I should say and what I should, um, I don't know, tell you what my plans are and what I'm going to do. But I think the fact that you voted me in is, um, I guess, a, a vote that you like what I do and you like what I represent. So I'm not going to try and change too much. I'm going to try and be me and do it my way, um, with the help of these guys alongside me, which I'm really excited about. Um, when I was thinking last night, like what, what we're going to do, what I'm going to do, and like, I'm not going to be able to do anything without these guys and without the support of everyone in this room. So um, I really look forward to, I guess, learning my way through this and finding out how to be my best self and be the best captain I can be. And I'm just super excited to do that alongside everyone who's alongside me and everyone who's in front of me now. But thank you. A little bit earlier in the evening, Jared and Kane caught up with new Fremantle captain Alex Pierce, and he spoke about how excited and the honour that it is to be the new Fremantle captain. Here's a bit of what he had to say on Sports Day just a little while ago. I've been asked a lot today whether I've yeah dreamed of being a captain, whether it was something I really wanted, and even the last couple of years, it's something I was prepared to do. And particularly if my sort of teammates wanted me to do it, then yeah, I'd be very obviously like I am now, humbled and proud and ready to take the challenge and really do the best we can. So it's, yeah, it is a funny um, a funny sort of feeling and how I guess my um, thoughts on it all have changed over the years. But, yeah, I'm certainly glad that I've got here now. We had a fair bit of practice last year. Yeah, yeah, I have. And I think that's, I think that's going to help going forward. Like, yep. obviously, taking over, there was a lot of, a lot of pressure put on myself from me, which was probably the hardest thing to do it and the biggest lessons I learnt out of that experience last year was yeah not taking on too much or expecting too much of myself so yeah going into this now and taking this responsibility the added responsibility that um, I'm going to really rely on those around me and it's been announced our sort of leadership group which is a really great group of guys and I'll have Nathan alongside me who I'm going to rely on a hell of a lot, and he's going to be my biggest resource going forward. 
Good operator there is Alex Pierce, the 10th captain of the Fremantle Football Club. Andrew Brayshaw named his vice captain along with Caleb Sarong. That's the Maccas run. Appreciate your company. Stick around, though. We've got a big sporting capital coming your way for the next two hours. 0499 in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers. Australia cruising against Bahrain, 52 to 24. So the boomers' spirit and the boomers flying at the Melbourne State Basketball Centre. Stay with us. Sporting Capital up next.